0: Good morning. Good morning. This morning we have a number of scripture passages that you will see in your bulletin, and they are some great passages, beautiful passages, uh, short, of uh, wisdom, faith, renewal, and I think that they fit in really well um, at this time of the year as we are beginning a new year. And um, some of these passages include the complete text of what we're going to be talking about. Some of them just show a partial text and. Uh, You can check out the more complete text on your own if you like. Um, I'm going to read a few of these passages to start, and then we're going to talk about more of them in the message itself. And the first one is from Proverbs. And um, what's written there is Proverbs 16.3. I'm actually going to be focusing on and and, um, uh, sharing with you verbally 16.1 and 3. And... Why isn't 16.1 in the bulletin? Because sometimes good thoughts happen after the bulletin is, is printed. <laughs> so I love it. It says this this is verse 1. The plans of the mind belong to humans, but the answer is from the Lord. And then in verse 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. In other words, a little commentary, if you go with what God would want for you in the first place, if you align your life plans with God's plans and God's ways, with the way of things as it's sometimes called you're not gonna feel like you're fighting the current all the time and swimming upstream. But if you go with God's ways, God's energy, God's vision, God's will, God's plan, it's called many different things, the great way, the way of things, in some cultures, then all of a sudden, things are gonna feel a lot better going to be happier, and the stress level is going to reduce quite a bit. The plans of the mind belong to humans, but the answer is from the Lord. AKA. The tide is going to be what the tide is going to be. There are 24 hours in the day, no matter how much we wish were otherwise. Life only lasts so long and in some cases so short. So we may as well learn what these parameters are right and work with them instead of wishing that it weren't so why do I mention this? I mention this because there are some people who you know, there are some people who I know, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself a lot of times, who are continually surprised with the way things are and grind a lot of energy complaining about the givens in life. I wish life weren't this hard, but it is wish I didn't have to work but I do. Why do relationships have to be so hard but they are? Why did God take grandma when she was only? No matter how much we may want the Sun to rise earlier or from a different direction. Best to make our life plans around the way life actually is instead of the way we wish it would be. The plans of our mind. The tides go up and down. Things happen to humans as things happen to humans. If you're 68 years old, make your life plans as if you are 68 years old. We're 35. We're 85. If we have big bones, we have big bones. (laughs) If we have a DNA history that we do, we have a DNA history that we do. The answer is from the Lord. Life takes a certain amount of effort. A lot. There is a certain amount of unknowing in this life. A lot. Some people have more in this life than others. You have the resources, the time, the configuration, the experiences that you have. So better not to make your plans or base your expectations on life as if the way of things were not as they are. Better to work with the tide than wish it was different. I go back to this one a lot. Second passage from Romans. Another great one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have tremendous power, and we are meant to use it. And then the third from the book of Revelation. Behold, says the Lord, I make all things new. Newness, change, transformation, renewal. Not being stuck is what God wants for you. So, with all of these, may God bless our understanding and our living of these words of abundant life. Amen. I got a phone call not long ago. And it was from a number that I didn't recognize. You know, you look down and... Um, I will tell you, I, I, don't, I almost never answer those numbers if, if it doesn't say a name that I know because you know what happens, right? But every once in a while, right, I feel like it's like roulette or something, you know, every once in a while I go like, ah, I'll give it a shot. So I answered the number and the person on the other end of the phone says, uh, I said hello and the person said, hello, is this Dr. So-and-so's office? And I said, I'm sorry, it's not. You have the wrong number. The person on the other end of the phone said, I don't have the wrong number. I have the right number. I have it right in front of me. I dialed the right number. I was like, oh, you got me. We were just joking around here in the doctor's office, so let's make that appointment. No, I did not say that. That's what I wanted to say, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And th- this was, that was the short version. This woman went on. She was so annoyed. She would not let it go. I was not who she wanted me to be. What do you do with that? What do you do when you are not the person who someone else wants you to be? We can't change others to be who we want them to be. That may be in our plans, but if it's not in God's plan, and certainly if it's not in their plan, you are swimming against the current. Maybe in our plan, but God gives us the answer. We can, however, and we are clearly called by looking at all these scripture passages to change, to grow, to evolve, to expand ourselves. And today this is what we're going to be talking about, taking stock of our deepest desires, being intentional about where do we want to go, who do we want to be, what do we want to do? And if there is any chance that any of you are thinking, come on, who needs that? I think about this, I think about CEOs. Now, top CEOs think a lot about the direction of their companies, right? They are in charge, they have to take into consideration market changes, new developments, societal changes, and shifts, cultural changes, areas that are profitable, areas that are managed well, areas that are not managed so well. Need to consider if too many resources are being used over here, and we need to shift some of those resources, time, attention, money, over here. And some people might think, well, that's fine for CEOs, I'm not a CEO. Yes, you are. Put it on your resume. I'm the CEO, you are the CEO of your own life it's not a cliche nobody else is making it happen we're all dealing with outside pressures with outside forces we're all living in the world but unless we are physically shackled to the walls of a physical prison which no one here is Nobody else is running our lives. So, our faith actually tells us this in so many ways if we don't take the lead, somebody else will. Or the world will. And the world includes our histories. And all those things around us that shape us. The Apostle Paul says, do not be conformed. Confined, reduced, shackled, held back by the world. What is the world? I mentioned outside pressures and influences. Who others want you to be. Who others wanted you to be. Even long ago in the past, or last week, do not be conformed to this world. That's tight. That's oppressive. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. For some of us, our past experiences, good or bad. They have tremendous power over us. We feel the control pushing us, pulling us, repressing us that our past has over us, including who we used to be. Who I used to be. And yet, the reality is all we ever have to work with is today and who we are right now and how things are right now. Unless we confine ourselves to the prison of who we used to be. In order for a past experience of who we used to be to confine us in the present, it requires us to keep reminding ourselves again and again of these messages, of these influences, and then acquiescing to that confinement, cooperating with the guards of that prison. Here's a tip. Don't cooperate with those guards. One antidote to that can be the simple and powerful mantra of, you know what, wait, 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 nope. You hear you know, a little self-talk going on? No. That's who I used to be. I'm a new person now. Literally this second, I am not the same person who I was a second ago. On on one level, just on the physiological level, I was sharing this with somebody the other day, that that our body has a million cells die and a new million cells reproduce every second. That's how fast you're changing. God built me God built you to not be confined to the past, but to be able to take a new direction. Behold, I make all things new. That's another one of the scripture passages. Do not be confined to this world. I've had to do that with certain things in my life. I've had to use these these mantras, these messages, time and time and time again, to create something new. I used to be a different person. We all used to be a different person. I've taken great effort to change many things, to rewire, to intentionally download new software, to download new operating programs, just the way that we do on our computers. To download new software with God. That's good software. I was not always as kind. I did some mean things when I was young. I didn't treat some people really well. I used to get in a lot of fights. People say, really? Like physical fights? It's like, yeah. I did not always have the tools to be calm. Those developed. I was raised with messages that built a certain sense of self-esteem. Hundreds of messages that I was a lazy good-for-nothing. Like, wow, really? (laughs) Good-for-nothing? nothing to put it mildly that I was a mess up that has a certain power and a lasting power that makes a mark we give our, our past experiences our traumas who we used to be so much control and when we don't give more power even more influence, even more control and definition to who we are, if we don't give more of that to God and that whole vision, then the past wins. And we're confined to this world. God says things like, in our scripture passage, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The kingdom of God is within you. You're the light of the world. You light up my life. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for your welfare, not for harm. A future bright with hope. And I love you. I needed to take those messages and so many more and download them over years and thousands of times to try to overcome some of the messages and traumas of my past, lazy, good for nothing. To overcome with God's vision of who who I was and who I am. So if we're not as intentional as every one of these scripture passages coaches us to do, of where we want to go, hand in hand with God, then we will get yanked around, and we will get jerked around, and we will get pushed around, even if it's just with inside of ourselves or by the world, other people, or culture past, harsh self-talk. Every one of these, though, coaches us to do the direct opposite. How not to be trapped, stuck, confined. How to be free. How to be full. Not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. George Bernard Shaw said, better keep yourself clean and bright because you are the window through which you see the world. Resolving to make healthy and worthy plans is one of the reasons why you come back again and again to worship. Every Sunday or often or otherwise. We do so partially to disconnect with the world and then to reconnect with God, to partially resolve, re-resolve, how do I want to live, right? So what do we really want? And this being the beginning of February, the beginning of the year, we're five weeks into it, let me just say that this is part one of part two of a, of a series We're going to continue next week as we get into this, as we get looking next week into 10 spiritual resolutions that are worthy of your resolve. If you want to take a peek in advance of that, that's in the back of the bulletin. So for today, let me just summarize. Number one, the plans of the mind belong to humans, but the answer is from the Lord. Better to work with the tides than wish things were different. You'll feel a lot better. Number two, Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have tremendous power. We are meant to use it, not to be stuck. If we don't take the lead and direction of our lives, somebody else will or the world will. Number three, be intentional about where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want to do. Do that in cooperation with God. And you do have that power. Number four, we can't change others. Certainly not if they don't want to be changed, but we can change ourselves with God's help. You are the CEO of your life. Number five, you are not the prisoner of your past unless you cooperate with the guards. You have your history, but your history does not have to have you. Number six, what is really worth your resolve? We can change. People do change. People do renew with the power Grace, patience, persistence, love of God. What is worthy of your resolve? We can do it. Next week, part two. Amen.